everybody. Welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Impact, where we talk to fast-growing, mission-driven entrepreneurs about how they're growing their businesses and helping others to do the same and make a big, big impact on their own. Um, today on this episode, I have Leo Richard. Leo is a personal development and spiritual growth expert. He partners with senior-level professionals, C-suite execs, and the seasoned entrepreneurs with a focus on eco, global, and social good to overcome obstacles and inner struggles so they effectively recharge distress and free up their time to learn more and scale. So this is going to be a really cool conversation we're going to have with Leo today. I'm so glad to have you here. Hey, Susan. Thanks for letting me on your stage today. Appreciate it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, okay, so we got the intro. We know kind of generally like where you're coming from, but I want to dive a little bit deeper if we could real quick on... Uh, basically like your beginnings, like, okay, what, what is your background? If you could shorten that up quickly. Um, but then what made you get into, um, helping, uh, people in business the way that you do now, what made you, uh, choose to do what you do? Okay. So there's a few kind of pivots. I've been doing this for about 20 years. So, um, 30,000 high level kind of 30,000 foot perspective, high level dynamics. So biggest piece when I was a teenager, um, got into a lot of trouble, um, had a friend die, snapped me out of like my funk and like got on like, like, what's the purpose of life? We live on this tiny little rock in the middle of the solar system, middle of the universe, in the middle of whatever. And we're hunting the nine to five thing. You know, you grow up, get married, white picket fence, one and a half kids, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, there's gotta be like, what's the point of all this kind of stuff. Right. And so it kind of got into like the entrepreneur space because I didn't want to go down like working for someone else. And then as it's kind of evolved, it became kind of an environmentalist and then got involved with global activism as at the center circle of two really large movements, watched them collapse, figured out why they collapse, what makes them function. Like, so now I integrate a lot of business best practices for business and indigenous principles and so forth. And then more recently, I'm like, I have a two and a half year old daughter now and I'm looking at what her life might be like in 20 years in the world with all the like social crises, all the environmental crises, all the like whatever that's going on in the world. And um, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna swear here, but it, it's, it looks incredibly, the forecast looks really damaging. Like governments have been talking about creating change for like at least 40 years and there's so much red tape. And so I'm pivoting towards those now who are in, focused, have a like eco or social global good kind of focus, like really good hearted people that just don't know how to necessarily get to that next level and scale um, either they're time crunched or they got family stuff or you know whatever there's all sorts of different things and so time is sort of it is a figment of imagination like when you're really happy and having a lot of fun time goes by really fast and when you're like miserable time goes by really slow so like what causes that kind of aspect so I go to kind of deeper dive into people so that they can like start to kind of move the needles in there the, the like the big needle movers in their lives and how do you really can move those and so it's always an internal kind of level so i focus on that but with people who have that kind of bent in terms of eco social and global good because that's in my opinion where we need to go in our world right now we need to kind of create more collaboration more community um not from a staunch you know fight the system kind of dynamic because that doesn't work we've seen that for a long time um i kind of relate it to like the 60s with the, the drug culture kind of dynamic. <laughs> you know everybody coming together for community and harmony and music and wanting to live in a more peaceful kind of abundant world if you will so that's the kind of basis yeah i mean i i like what you're saying because no matter like what our issue is that it you know that we have in, at our heart you know for you 
um, you just explained, you know, you, you uh, love, you know, are all about the environment and helping our, you know, earth and all that. And so no matter what issue it is that we feel called to, you know, to stand a bat for, I really feel like we are in a place where we need to roll up our sleeves and make it happen ourselves, I think is essentially what you're saying. Um, and so, yeah, partnering with, with private companies and aligning our own businesses um, to really be able to make that difference in the world um, and, the, and the things that we believe in, I think is so powerful. And I, I love that you've, um, you've aligned your business in that way. And then one of the cool things that I, I get the, um, I don't know, bonus or like just from my network of people, kind of where the direction of the world is kind of going. And there's this kind of emphasis that the leaders of tomorrow are going to be more like heart-centered or compassionate or like really focused on collaborative rather than kind of the leaders of kind of yesterday, even like the big gurus out there right now, they're, they're more really just about themselves and their movements about themselves and like their personal brand name or, you know, and that kind of aspect. And it's, and I know the behind the scenes of these types of people because I've interacted with them and it, it's, it's not the, the peachy keen that they put out there. And it's really fascinating to like see the kind of transition in the business world where values like integrity values, like, you know, honor and things are really starting to come back, like really old, like middle old kind of age kind of values, like integrity and honor, like starting to come back in the business space. Yeah. And, um, and I think that might be from a buyer's defense mechanism because buyers are sick and tired of being sold to, they know all the gimmicks, they know all the, like what gets them to buy stuff and not, and they're, they're getting kind of smarter, if you will. And they're looking for that genuine connection with the, the entrepreneur or the business owner or, you know, the, the company that they feel they have a resonance for. And there's a lot of change that's going on in the world right now. And that's the kind of forecast over the next five, 10 years is that's where consumers are going to invest their cash. It's like, you know, it's like, well, investing in this for myself, sure. But what's that money going to go towards that, that company or that person's going to use it for? Yeah. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I see this in um, in a lot of different, even like bigger businesses, not not entrepreneurial businesses, but like actual corporations. I see this happening all the time now too. And and we have for a long time, but like you said, it's becoming a more prevalent thing that, that people are becoming more aware of um, as we become more polarized in our society. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's, let's transition a little bit then to um, like, when you are helping people that you work with, what are some of the um, obstacles and struggles that they are going through? What makes someone say, hey, I need to work with Leo? Okay, so basically there, there are two things. One is I call the glass ceiling. That's pretty, the glass ceiling is quite known in the uh, female kind of space around work. Like mm -hmm. the yeah. Right right. through the glass ceiling right yeah so i call the the in my language is i call it the happiness ceiling what you can actually have in your life so uh basically what that comes down to is like whatever obstacle you're facing in your life has a direct mirror inside your inner world so whether you need to work through your stuff or generate more courage or tenacity or perseverance whatever it might be but it's an inner working kind of dynamic that you you focus on and then, so with regards to like the, the biggest thing is like glass ceiling and then relationship issues. So there's a kind of dynamic that 85% of people that are successful in career in their career space have a really mediocre, really, <clears throat> you know, 
whatever kind of relationship, lots of conflict and stuff like that. And so then they let go of their career space so they can focus on the relationship or maybe they go through a divorce or whatever, and then they have to focus on that space and then their career tanks. And there's like this yo-yo effect that goes between their career and the relationships back and forth. And um, there's a dynamic of like, it's all an internal struggle. You can, if you can manage that internal struggle, regardless of what the outcome is in your relationships or your career, then you can be successful in both areas. And like, say you're going through a divorce and it can take you down. Um, if you don't deal with your stuff well, then you're going to go down with it. And if you deal with your stuff well, you can actually use it to leverage your life. And the kind of analogy I use with this is like, is around balance. So most people think of balance of pros and cons, like the scales, um, work-life balance is about the pros and cons, you remove this thing and you add that thing or whatever. I don't agree with that. That's what everybody pretty much teaches. And the kind of analogies people can kind of grasp that I use is like a surfboard. Is like to write a board, you need to balance. That's a different type of balance. You got to use your whole faculty. You got to be connected to your core. If you're not focused and paying attention, you're going to crash, um, that kind of stuff. And then the wave itself is a lot of energy. And that energy, in terms of the analogy here, is like your life, your relationships, the dramas, the crises, the amazing things, all, all that swirled into that wave. And if you learn how to balance and lean into it, you actually can get into the sweet zone mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of the basis in the terms of what I teach people is essentially how to surf the, the, the waves of your life, if you will. And um, so that's your inner struggles, that's your obstacles, that's those glass ceilings. And uh, I take people from like, you know, struggling or like lost or not sure what to do, or like, how do I get to this next level or scale or whatever, and like really dive deep into themselves, like a really scary thing or like a psychological kind of aspect to it or whatever, but really kind of dive in so they can really function well and like at, be at their op optimal level, like all the time, not just like for a couple of minutes here or a couple of minutes there or whatever, but just really be on points consistently with regardless of what's going on in their life and be kind of focused. Cause there's a, um, one of the things I find on, um, regardless if you agree with Bezos or not with Amazon or other people, their kind of basis is like, you get six good decisions in a day. Bezos is one. Um, that's his kind of belief. And so if you've got all this stuff in your head, that's like taking up all the bandwidth, like relationship issues, or got to get this next project done or this or that, and that, this, and that, you're not going to have very effective decision-making and you're going to not be able to move the needle in your life. So teach people how to kind of clean that out so that they can focus on what the needle movers are while getting all this other stuff done, um, if it's worthwhile. Sometimes they're, they're just doing it just to stay busy because entrepreneurs have that dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for myself, for example, um, I'm at six digits a year. I work one day a week. Uh, <laughs> and that aspect, it's taken me a while to figure that out, but I know how to do it now. And that kind of aspect, and it's really a lot of energy, a lot of mindset, a lot of like working through your stuff, um i have a two and a half year old i get to spend so much time with her that's amazing i'm not missing out on her life and yeah and that kind of aspect so mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean while you were just mentioning you know, when we were looking at like those <laughs> those top level business owners like people like bezos and um even looking at like mark zuckerberg and stuff you know and uh oh god my mind is totally blanking but you know the uh, creator of Apple products, <laughs> I can't think of what his name is right now, um, who has passed away now. Um, you know, they always wear like the same clothing, right? We're always like, they're, they like have terrible style. But again, it speaks to like what you're speaking about of like, if you only have so much capacity to um, make really, you know, 
needle moving decisions, eliminate everything else that you have to like make a decision about throughout your day. And for them, they've reached the level where they don't want to have to make a decision on what they're wearing. So they just wear the same thing day in and day out. Right. It's kind of like that. Like, let's like, when you get to a certain level, no matter where you're at right now, you've got to adjust something. You've got to make space for your brain and, you know, your abilities to go to the next level. I'll challenge that a little bit or add to it. Sure. No problem. So uh, it's kind of estimated you have between 15,000 and 60,000 thoughts in a day. So let's just say it's like 20,000 for you somewhere mm-hmm. on the conservative side. And it's estimated that um, 80 to 90% of that's repetitive. And then 80 to 90% of that repetitive stuff is negative um, or that, that kind of aspect. So thoughts come from somewhere. Now, for people who don't deal with their stuff, those thoughts are built on all their kind of layers of stuff inside of themselves, negativity, childhood trauma, patterns in life, divorces, whatever, and that kind of stuff. And it's just repetitive where that, did I turn the stove off yesterday? You know, or <laughs> didn't I lock it or whatever. It's like running through their head all the, all the day, all through the day. So there's a dynamic that I go through. So the thoughts and feelings process is sort of what 80% of healing modalities, therapy, um, personal development, focus on thoughts and feelings. If you have negative thoughts, and you somehow disrupt that, you're going to have positive thoughts or positive feelings, and then they kind of build off of each other and vice versa, that aspect. Okay. Deeper underneath that is what I call uh, pictures or and core pictures. So there's two layers of pictures. So pictures are things that you collect about life that I'm going to grow up, get married, get a good job, um, have one and a half kids, white picket fence, all that kind of stuff. And these pictures that you collect about life, um, if you're a mom or your dad or your business owner, this is what it needs to look like. These different pictures or ideas and these different kind of ways of operating. So there's a lot of different coaches out there that tell you this is how you should do business. This is how you should be a coach. This is how you should be a business owner. This is this, this, that, not this. And so people operate their energy off of these particular pictures that someone else's information about how they did it. And it doesn't work for them. And they try, like I've invested lots of money in different coaching programs and to help me with my business. And it works a little bit. And that piece, and it's like, I'm always taking pieces of different pieces of different people's puzzles and never, I was never actually satisfied because it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's all, all that kind of aspect. And then, so you have these pictures that you kind of collect over, you know, your life about gender, culture, um, you know, I'm from Canada, we're supposed to be polite and nice and, you know, just give up space to Americans all the time. <laughs> right? But like the, we're, we're the we're the nice people. We live in yeah, the stereotypical yeah, what we think of mm-hmm. aspect. And then, um, and so, uh, so that's the kind of dynamic. You collect these pictures. Underneath the pictures are, is what I call programming. Now, programming a, in turn creates what the the energy is about your picture. So, say you have um, Germanic programming, which is very kind of usually rigid, very this is the way it is, this is the box, and da 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 da. In contrast to say um, Southeast Asian kind of programming in terms of culture, which is very for men, it's much more feminine, more softer. It's less of the box. You're, you're more connected to the kind of nature, if you will. It's a very different dynamic. So your pictures that you're going to collect in your life are going to be very different based on your, your programming. Then you can have a religious programming of like, say, Christian or Buddhist or, you know, Hindu or whatever, the, the kind of, and what you kind of collect based on your cultural upbringing. And, but the problem with all of that kind of stuff is it's not really your truth. It's not who you are underneath that. And so I dig people underneath who their core essence. And so you get to that kind of core, like integrity, your core values, your core principles, whatever is really kind of important to you. And then you build your life, your thoughts and feelings kind of flow from there. Mm-hmm. So if you have 
all this cultural stuff you have in like 20,000 thoughts a day and you have all this cultural programming, these pictures, this companies that are impacting that, you don't really have much control over your thoughts and feelings. Whereas if you start to get connected to your core essence, your, your 20,000 thoughts that you have in a day are very radically different than if you're just kind of living unconsciously, if you will. So it's the kind of the yeah. factor that I work through. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it, it makes total sense. You know, when we, we, the way that you explain how we're programmed and, and reaching down into who we actually are, becoming who we actually are, making space for the, uh, you know, bringing out our, our abilities to be able to do more um, than what we've been programmed to do. Yeah. And so you look at leaders and entrepreneurs today, like, the, I don't know, one of the basis of me for being an entrepreneur starting that is I wanted to just find my place, right? I didn't want to work for someone else. I wanted to find my own sense of freedom and experience that and what that is. And um, most leaders or CEOs or C-suite people tend to want, have that or want that kind of quality and um, seasoned entrepreneurs and so forth. Like that's why they're still in it. They want that freedom, right? And that, which is really, freedom is like your real sense of self for my opinion, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, before we wrap up, I wanna ask you, um, okay, let's let's transition a little bit again. Um, what does it look like for someone to come and work with you? Like, what do you have? Um, I think you have like a, a coaching program. Um, so walk us through kind of what that looks like. And also you can feel free to tell people where to go to start connecting with you for that as well. Okay, cool. Um, so I do have a coaching program. So to get in, it's screened. I only uh, work with like various people who are going to do the work, right? So there's four levers that um, I'm looking for, four kind of aspects. So one is your intention. One's your energy and one's your emotions. Those those three things. And then your action space. Are you a person who procrastinates? Are you a person that takes action, takes steps? Um, But those four leaders can be in a whole bunch of different ways. So I'm looking for those particular four things. And I screen people based on that. Uh, You can go to dlrichard.com forward slash apply for that particular piece. Um, My program is a year long. Uh, I don't believe in the eight week programs um, because, you know, life happens um, in a year long time frame, you know, people can go through a divorce, go through a major pivot, you know, all that kind of stuff in eight weeks. It's kind of hard to navigate that if you're going to go through a pretty big pivot. Um, and like, I mean, just going through the pivot itself from can take eight weeks, right? Let alone yeah. recovery, let alone the, the new direction, let alone all the other stuff kind of dynamics that there. So I focus on a year long program. It's called ultimate life mastery. And again, it focuses on those four levers. And basically those particular four levers are what create your outcome. So if you have a very strong, clear intention, awesome. If you have um, healthy emotions, awesome. If you have great energy and you multiply that by your actions, that's gonna create your outcome. So if your outcomes are in your life right now are unsatisfying or not where you want it to be, you can deconstruct it by one of those four levers and you adjust that and work on that particular part of yourself then you can create the outcomes and the results that you want. So it's kind of my basis in where I focus. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, so again, dlrichard.com is where you can go. And also you're on LinkedIn. So if you guys yeah. want to go and connect with Leo on LinkedIn, um, let's see, that is just DL Richard. Yep, you can find me there. Yep. And we'll, we'll put links down in the in the show notes so you guys can click on them easily. Um, Leo, is there are there any like final thoughts that you'd like to leave with the audience today? Um, biggest tip I can give you is I do this in my program is I uh, is unpack your brain or unpack your mind, your heart, your soul, whatever, all the stuff that's on your mind that's taking up bandwidth, get it on paper, get it out on computer, wherever you need to like dump it for yourself. So it's not in your head and have someone witness it. 
um, not the process of writing it down, but like <laughs> on the, the list, your, your to-do pile or whatever, and just have someone witness it. There is such a power to having someone witness that and getting it out of your head. And then you'll feel like you have a lot more space to um, focus on what you actually need to focus on, if you will. Awesome. So that would be uh, just the, the act of getting it out of your head. So it's not taking up space. And then um, does right. that help? Does that help people go through the process of like weeding out like, okay, what actually is important and then what is not important? Like, what can I just <laughs> cross off this list and, and then help them start prioritizing? Like, would that, those be kind of the next steps? Um, it depends. There's a lot of things. Um, sometimes people have a ton of stuff in their head that is completely irrelevant to where they want to go. Yeah. Right. It's part of their program, their cultural upbringing, whatever. And it's just there. Um, but there, but the bi biggest thing I hear is like, this is really not in aligned with what I want to create in my life. And they don't really think about it until they see it on paper or out in front of them. Okay. It creates this like, Oh, what the heck am I doing? You know? aspects so. yeah that's really cool okay so that'll help bring some the beginnings of some clarity for people so i appreciate that tip a lot thank you okay leo thank you so much for being here today this has been like a really fascinating conversation and guys go and connect with leo if you want to continue the conversation um and uh looking forward to seeing definitely some people getting some more clarity in their life overcoming those glass ceilings so thank you leo for being here thanks susan